Hey Cornerstone family, this is Pastor Brian Foreman and I'm so glad to be able to welcome you to Cornerstone Online. This is my wife Sue Ellen. Hi everybody. And we are especially glad to be able to come to you in this time where I know that everybody is going through a world that has been turned topsy-turvy. Uh, just yesterday, as we are recording this, the governor of our state, New Hampshire, has uh, issued a stay-at-home order. Lots of businesses are closed down for the next month. Right. And we know that that's affecting everybody. I mean, the pace of change mm -hmm. and the challenges that everyone has been facing has accelerated and just, you never know what's next, but. Yeah, and we've been talking about that and thinking about each one of you and praying for you as you're adjusting to all of these changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, as we get together today, that you will be able to experience the truth that even though we're isolated, even though there's a lot of uncertainty, that you are not alone. The Lord is with you. Yeah. And that even though it's hard to figure out and hard to see, the Lord has a purpose for us in the midst of it. Yes. And we want to see that come to pass. So last week, I mentioned to you that uh, I want to encourage you to continue to listen to good music. And in fact, right. if you have a song that has particularly spoken to you, uh, if you want to share that in the comments of whatever platform you're using to watch this, we would welcome that and you can share that with others. Here's what Joy has been listening to and how it's been speaking to her. A song that has been meaningful to me recently has been Do It Again by Elevation Worship. There are some lyrics that stood out to me. It talks about God being faithful, um, grace your faithfulness, and you have never failed me yet. It's just a reminder to me that God is always faithful no matter what the circumstance, and that He's good. It's your heart we're searching for. We want you and nothing more. Let your glory fill this place. In your presence, sing it. It's your heart we're searching for. We want you and nothing more. Let your glory fill this place. We're alive in your presence. We surrender all to you. Do what you want to do. What you want to God, we love to. Fire fall, fall on 
From the time when we first had to meet online and couldn't meet in person anymore, I felt like the message that I kept getting over and over again was even though we felt like our world was spinning out of control, God is in control. And in fact, even though it's hard to understand, he's going to use this, I believe, for his glory and for our good. Now, not everything that's happening is good but God is able to use it for our good. Here's Dustin's story. All right, good morning, Cornerstone. Um, this is Dustin coming to you from my bedroom of isolation. I um, just wanted to give you an update on how things have been for me and kind of some of my initial feelings when we went into this time of um, you know not physically getting together anymore. Um, so it was kind of bittersweet for me because I was really happy to hear that, you know, Cornerstone wanted to be a part of the solution and not the problem as far as, you know, dampening the effects of the spread of, of the virus. Um, you know, I was glad to see that we were going to be on board with that. Um, but it was a little bitter. I felt a little saddened and like a loss because you know since the beginning of 2017 I've been consistently you know going to Cornerstone um, every single week unless I have you know a work obligation or I was on vacation and um, the reason you know I, I feel a little bit of a loss is because before the start of 2017 um, kind of that you know the the fall entering the winter of 2016 was a really dark time for me personally. I, um, you know, was not in a great place emotionally, was not in a great place mentally, and and reflecting on it after the fact, after that period of time, I realized that community and not being a part of a community was such a big, and pl played such a big role and was such a big proponent and why um, I got to that dark place. Um, you know, there was, there was no one I was accountable to. There was nobody um, that was, you know, counting on me for anything. You know, I was, I was out of work at the time, not in church, living on my own, you know. So family, church, work, those three things were just really not 
prevalent in my life uh, in that period of time. And so coming out of that, you know, I made a commitment that I was going to start tying myself to people, you know. I was going to be a part of communities again. I was going to start getting together with friends. And most importantly, I was going to start going to church uh, consistently again. Um, and so when we decided a few weeks ago to stop uh, meeting physically, I was kind of nervous and a little bit fearful of, of what maybe would happen to my mental and emotional state. You know, would I start to backslide into a state of isolation? You know, would some of those feelings and, and thoughts start to creep back in? And so, you know, I just realized this period of time, God's like, hey, you, you, you really want to have a better relationship with me? All right, I am going to strip away every excuse you have, right? You are not going to be able to get together with your friends like you normally would. You're not going to be able to, you know, to do a lot of the things that you normally would. Um, I mean, the morning that I'm recording this, uh, today is going to be my last day at work for this company. We've been forced with the, with the new stay-at-home uh, procedure that's been put in place in New Hampshire. We've been forced to lay everybody off, me included. And that is kind of hard to swallow because that just happened so fast. But what an opportunity, if you look at it this way, to, to for me, you know, God's like, you want to build a relationship with me? I'm going to give you no excuse to not do it. And so that has been so encouraging to me, um, you know, knowing that, all right, I can either choose, right? It's a mindset. I, I can either choose to be upset about so much that I've lost, lost the ability to get together with friends. You know, I'm going to be losing my income in the traditional sense, um, losing, you know, uh, work, right? What a privilege it is to work and losing the ability to do that. Um, you know, losing the ability to physically get together with my family. I don't live with them. So, um, you know, that's, that, that is all such a loss, but what an opportunity gained to build in these disciplines that I've been wanting to, uh, for so long. So I hope that somebody out there finds this encouraging and I can't wait to get together physically again in the future. Um, but for now, let's just seize, you know, the opportunity that's before us. And uh, do everything we can to um, love one another and uh, lay down our lives for one another, even though it doesn't seem that easy. So I hope this is encouraging, and I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Church family, I know over the past several weeks, everybody has been going through a lot of challenges. I remember that first weekend when the virus situation started getting more and more serious, and I was hearing about people who were losing their jobs and people who were concerned about making ends meet, all of the schools changing over to online instruction and all of the disruption that that introduced into everyone's family and schedule, people concerned about, fearful about the future, not knowing if they would be able to pay their bills, not knowing if they would be able to continue in their job, not knowing if their business was going to survive that. And that was just the first weekend. And now we're about two weeks into it and the pace of that change and the frustrations and the difficulties and the challenges have only increased. There's a level of stress and fear and concern 
that is pretty unprecedented because we are dealing with unprecedented times. But in the midst of that, I believe that there is hope. And if you're a follower of Jesus, you know that everything that you go through, God has a purpose in the midst of it. And in fact, that's what I wanna to talk to you about today is this idea of purpose. Now, that's not to say that God intended or is forcing this or is behind this. We live in a broken world. But God's power is such that he can use even things that are intended for evil, even things that are not good, for his good purposes in your life. And in fact, this whole series, God is in control, uh, we, are we are bringing around to this idea of purpose today. And here's the bottom line, that you are not alone, even in this time of isolation, and that God has a purpose for you in this pandemic. Fearful and dangerous situations are not unique to our time and place. And in fact, even back in the times when the Bible was being written and the things that are written about in the Bible were happening, people were going through very fearful situations. We're coming up on Easter. And when the disciples were uh, going through the aftermath of Easter, before they realized that Jesus had risen from the dead, they were a very fearful people. And why wouldn't they be? Their leader had just been crucified by the Roman authorities. And so we see in John chapter 20, after the resurrection, but they didn't know it yet, after the crucifixion, the disciples are gathered together. And it says in John 20, 19, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. The Jewish leaders in cohorts with the Roman leaders had put Jesus to death and they felt like their lives were in danger as well. But even in the midst of this dangerous and fearful situation where they are behind closed doors with the doors locked because of fear, the next thing that happens is this. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. Jesus is there in the midst of this closed off, isolated group of disciples who are hiding in fear. Even in the midst of that situation, Jesus made a way to show up. And I think that reminds us that you are not alone. No matter what you're facing, no matter how isolated you may feel, Jesus is there and available to you. You are not alone. And then he says again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. He repeats again, peace, because that's what they needed in that situation where they were fearful and afraid. They needed the peace, the understanding that everything was going to be okay. Jesus had taught his disciples earlier. He says, my peace I leave with you. And maybe that's what he is saying to you right now. My peace I leave with you. And he says, I give you peace, not as the world gives, give I unto you. In other words, it's not the kind of peace that is based on our circumstances and everything going well. This is a supernatural, 
unnatural peace that in the midst of turmoil and fear and danger, we can have peace. He is with us. We are not alone. And he has a purpose in the midst of that. Look at what he says after that. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. They needed to know that he was with them. And so he shows up. They need to know that they can have peace in the midst of very difficult circumstances. And so he tells them, I give you my peace. But then he goes beyond that and tells them that he has a purpose for them in the midst of this fearful, dangerous situation. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Just like God sent his Son from heaven into the world to live with us, to walk among us for a purpose that he might redeem us, he now, getting ready to go back to the Father, to return to heaven, says, now I have an assignment for you. Just as the Father sent me, I am sending you. Here's the Father's plan for transforming the world, for blessing the world, for meeting needs in the world. As he sent me, now I am sending you. So God has a purpose for you in the midst of this. This is not the time just to cower in fear. This is not the time just to sit back in isolation and watch Netflix unendingly, although I do plan on watching some Netflix. But he has a bigger purpose for you in the midst of it. Over the past couple of days, a list of essential businesses has been made available, and it's a pretty long list. But let me tell you, whether your job or your business is on that list or not, you have an essential part to play. God has a purpose for you in the midst of this pandemic. And then he does something interesting, which does not make a lot of sense on first glance. He then breathed on them. He breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit. This made no sense to me when I first read it, and then I was listening to a pastor preach on it, and it all came together. Think about it and how it would have happened. He says he, it says he breathed on them. It's the sound of wind. And then he says, and receive the Holy Spirit. It probably was very odd to them at that time, but it would make sense soon. A little bit later, but still while Jesus was still walking around and appearing to his disciples before, after the resurrection and before he ascended into heaven, this story is recorded from that time period in the book of Acts. Acts was written by the doctor, Luke, and he was a historian of the first order. And he recorded and researched, he researched and recorded what was happening in the early church. And he records that when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? They really wanted to know what God was going to do with them, do for them next. What was going to happen to them? What was the future going to hold? And right now, we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's going to happen next. There's a lot of uncertainty, and they were experiencing the same thing. They wanted to know what is going to happen next. They wanted to know what's going to happen to us. 
And after Jesus telling them, look, it's not for you to know what's going to happen to you next, he then transitions and tells them Jesus wanted them to know what he was going to do with them. They wanted to know what was going to happen to them, and Jesus wants to let them know what God is going to do with them. He says, but you will receive power. Don't worry about the times and dates. Don't worry about what's going to happen to you, but here's what God is gonna do with you. You are going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes, God in person, in the person of the Holy Spirit, taking up residence in his people, you are going to be empowered to do the things that God wants you to do. So what are those things? And it says, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, his design and desire was that the message of Jesus and the salvation message would be spread throughout the world, Jerusalem where they were, to the region, Judea, and then beyond that, to the ends of the earth. Before all of this started happening, churches were reaching their communities. Now, thousands of churches are online, reaching probably thousands more people. It wasn't until things started going wrong in this way that a lot of churches started uh, expressing and figuring out ways to be creative in getting the message out. This situation has forced us to get outside of our four walls. And maybe that's part of the purpose and part of the reason why uh, or part of the reason, part of the way that God is using this pandemic and the situation that we're facing. They were all cloistered together, but now they were about to be spread far and wide. Beginning in Acts chapter 2, this is what it says. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember how Jesus had breathed on them to prepare them ahead of time? receive the Holy Spirit. Now they are behind closed doors praying together and they hear that sound magnified probably a hundred times, the sound of rushing wind. And then these individual flames of fire rest on every single person. For these people, they would have recognized because they grew, these were mostly Jews who grew up reading about God showing up. And when he showed up, often there was the sound of rushing wind. Often he showed up in a flame of fire. Now, here they are, and it's symbolic that now God is with them. They are not alone. They are receiving the Holy Spirit. He is going to indwell them and empower them for what he wants to do with them. It goes on and says that this caused a stir, that people heard about it, and they left those that closed room and went out into the streets where the people were. And Peter preached a message that included these words, people of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus of Naz the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him. As you well know, 
But God knew that this would happen. He had a plan. He knew. He saw it coming. And his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. And then later, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. The people that were telling this story had experienced this story. And the end result was that those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Think about what happened on that day. It started out with a prayer meeting behind closed doors. And then God showed up and he was with his people and he empowered his people. And they left that closed door prayer room and went out where the people were and told the story of Jesus. And as a result of that, their numbers exploded because the message of Jesus was getting out. That's what's happening right now. The message of Jesus is being multiplied. He wants you to know. He wants your neighbors to know. He wants the people that you know and love that they are not alone and that he wants to use you in the midst of that, to get that message out. He has a plan and a purpose for you in the midst of this unpleasant and dangerous and trying and uncertain circumstance. But in order for that to happen, in order for you to experience that peace, in order for you to be empowered, in order for the Lord to use you and for you to find purpose in the midst of this situation, you have to belong to him. You have to say yes to him. Say yes, just that one word. Yes to his forgiveness, the forgiveness that he purchased for you on the cross. Yes to his leadership in your life so that he gets to call the shots and he's going to lead and direct you and you are going to follow him. That's the starting point. And if you have not made that decision yet, if you have not said yes to Jesus, I want to encourage you to take this opportunity and say yes. I'm gonna put it on screen here because if you are watching online, you can text this to our number. You can write it in the comments, write it in the chat. You can lift up your hand. What you're doing is saying yes, yes to the Lord. I want you with me in my life. I want to join your kingdom. I want to be a part of your family. I want to say yes to you. And not only will he take care of the past, he will forgive you for all of your past sins and transgressions. He will clean the slate. You will, he will wipe away your guilt, but he'll also write a new chapter for you in the here and now and in the future. He has good plans for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to lead you. And again, not everything that's going to happen to you may be good, but he can leverage all of those things for your good. Romans 8.28 says that he is able to use all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Say yes today.
valley, no mountain too high, no power on earth, there's no distance too wide, no height or no depth could keep me from your love. No failure, no weakness, no doubt in my mind, no prison around me can keep you outside, no not even death. You are not alone and God has a purpose for you. As we wrap up, I want to give you a couple of thoughts about how you can go forwards from God's word. Last week we talked about how if you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece and he has good works for you to walk in. We talked about Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. 
every day, day by day, as a follower of Jesus, God is laying out good works, good things for you to do. And it's up to us just to step in them one after another, like stepping stones on a garden path. He has sovereignly laid out good things for you to do. Here are some ways that maybe you can be helpful and that we can be helpful to you. Number one, I would encourage you to focus on today. It's very easy to be thinking about what's going to happen a week from now, two weeks from now, two months from now. How is this going to affect us? When Jesus taught us to pray, he taught us to say, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Not asking for tomorrow, not worrying about tomorrow, this day. As we focus on today, just trust that God is going to provide all of your needs. He's going to take care of you today. He is with you today. He has purpose for you in today. So just take one day at a time. And then secondly, part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus is to be a servant of others. So let's figure out how we can find out the needs and serve the needs of our community and the people that we know. Galatians 6.2 says that we're to carry each other's burdens. And some people are going to be facing difficulties and challenges that are too much for any one person to bear. We need to be together. Even if we can't be faced to, in person with one another, we can know and try to meet the needs that are out there as best we can. Sometimes it's just encouragement. Sometimes it's just checking in on someone. When we carry each other's burdens, in this way we fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is to love each other as he loved us, to lay down our lives in service for one another. So as a follower of Jesus, be on the lookout. How can you meet needs? How does God want to meet needs around you, through you today? And again, sometimes that's just offering friendship staying in touch with one another. And so I'm going to encourage you to make connections. Again, we can't meet in person, but we can see each other face to face because of the technology that's there. We can stay in touch with one another. There are all kinds of ways that we can do that. In the scriptures in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. Again, kind of a funny verse to use in this time, but we don't have to be in person to be face to face, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Figure out ways to encourage one another. In our church, we have been using various uh, video conferencing tools like Zoom to stay in contact with one another. The groups that were meeting in person are now meeting face-to-face -face through technology. And honestly, we need more of that. We need people in our congregation and uh, to step up and to say, hey, I wanna follow up with a group. I wanna make sure, I wanna gather together some people to make sure that everybody knows that they're not alone, that they have brothers and sisters that are looking out for them, praying for one another, and in touch with the needs that are out there so that we can be used by God to meet the needs that are out there. In the midst of all of this, God is in control. 
We've been convinced of that from the beginning. Not everything that's happening around us or to us is good, but God is able to use all these things for our good. And he wants you to know that you are not alone. You are not alone because Christ can come and make his presence known to you, even in isolation, even behind closed doors. But also, he wants you to know that you are not alone because you have a church family. And if you don't have a church family, we would love to be that for you, even in this unusual and challenging circumstance. You're not alone. Christ is there for you, and he has made his family available to you. So let's be the church, wherever we are and however we can be. Let's be creative. Let's be uh, ingenious in the way that we love one another in this situation. Hey everybody, we are so glad that you are able to be with us today. And we'd like to be able to welcome you personally. So you'll see on the screen that you can text the word welcome to our church number 603-225-2550. And if you do that, we'll be able to welcome you by name. Again, we are so glad that you are here with us. We are praying for you. If you have a prayer request, you can text that to us or use the yeah. prayer request feature on the chat. We want to do everything that we can to serve you, encourage you, and to let you know that you're not alone and this is part of God's purpose for us in the midst of this situation, to let each other know that we're in this all together and to serve one another in love. So let's pray for uh, the people, and with that, we will say goodbye. Okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are able to come together through technology. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to use this to encourage and to transform people's lives. Help us to be good stewards of our influence and the resources that we have. And we know that you bless people in order to be a blessing to others. So I pray, Lord, that we would serve one another, that we would encourage one another, that we would love one another, that we would lay down our lives for one another that we would in every way bring you glory and honor because we know that in the midst of this, you're in control and that you're going to use this for our good and for your glory. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.